Hey everybody, welcome back to Utah Places and Traces, where you can learn about places to go, things to see, and people to love in Utah's varied and diverse landscape. I'm Casey, and I'm here with Jake and Isaac. Hello. Sitting at our... We're so in sync, (laughs) Jake. Okay, you guys need a room or something? Oh, geez. Stop it, Casey. No, this is going to be a cool one, folks. So this is one that mostly I've done research on and learned about because it is from a place close to my home and my heart. Um, it's about the Mighton curse. And I'm probably just going to say Mighton because that's how my accent says it. That's how people in Utah talk. It'll we be get easier rid of our for tees. me to say that. So, but it's Mighton, M-Y-T-O-N. Jake, you ever been out to the east to the, what they call the basin? So this is Uinta Basin? That's right. So, um, I mean, I went there for you guys' wedding. That's right. Cool place. Actually, a really delightful trip that was. Um, Camila and I enjoyed uh, Harry Potter by Jim Dale, uh, his reading. Uh, well, Jim by J.K. Rowling, but the Jim Dale reading, right? Um, heavy. Um, heavy. <laughs> yeah, great, great trip. No, I, I like it. I'm, I'm always a fan of that kind of vast beauty. Um, but I've never spent a lot of time there beyond that. I know there's sure. dinosaurs. I know there's old hotels. Lots of dinosaurs. Um, lots old of old hotels. hotels. That, and there's the the McClellan family. That's and right. That's what I got. That's my extent. Mm, there you go. That's right. That's where I'm from. That's, so you. That's my place. <clears throat> so you drove through Mighton. You drove through the cursed city or town. I should. It's I thought it was indigestion. It's a blip. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blip on a highway. Now I know 40. why I felt that way. So the basin, yes, Eastern Utah. It is. It begins. At Strawberry Reservoir and continues on into Colorado as you drive east on Highway 40. And that's where I grew up. That's where I'm from. And so my grandma's actually from Mighton. She grew up on the Mighton Bench, which is just north of the city that we're going to talk about. Really quick. Yeah. What's a bench? A bench. This is actually for me. This is for the viewers. So a bench is like a mesa. It's kind of like a mesa. It's just a raised piece of land. It's kind of flat on top, overlooking a valley, usually. Okay. And the difference between a mesa and a plateau? I mean, mesa and a plateau... Am I totally wrong? Plateaus are usually bigger. I think mesas are more just little blips on the landscape. Okay. Have you seen in Maynard Dixon paintings, Those lots of those are mesas. Oh, sure, They're sure, They're big, sure. flat things. But plateaus are usually bigger. Like the Colorado Plateau is all of... Co- like half of Colorado and half of Utah. It's just a really big raised sure. area. Sure. So... But a bench is smaller and usually not as tall as a mesa. I would say, you know, I'm a geography major. I was a geography major, but I'm not quite sure of the difference. I'm just going off of my feelings. No, that's cool. That's cool. I was just curious. Yeah. Good question though. So yeah, my grandma grew up on the Mighton bench. Her dad had a service station for cars in Mighton. They call it, she calls it the phony looking Fort Mighton thing now. It's like a, it used to be. What the? <laughs> and this would have been back when Mighton was This is flourishing. in the 30s. Right. Uh, it's kind of, kind of on or its right down. Right when it was on its On the downfall. swing, on the swing down. Gotcha. And she actually, I could go on. My grandma has some crazy stories about her dad working. The depression was a tough time for everybody. And so she's got some pretty crazy stories about what her family did. But they lived in Mighton and she grew up. There, she was born in a chicken coop, <laughs> as the story Amazing. goes. <laughs> yeah, as it goes, right? So, anyway, Mighton. Mighton is a city, like I said, on Highway 40, in between Roosevelt and Duchesne. If you know where those are, you can look them up on a map, eastern Utah. And population of 554, 
currently. That's pretty tiny. It's pretty small. And it was, the basin was actually, has a unique settlement history versus the rest of Utah. I mean, Brigham Young, starting in the 1850s, sent out groups of people to go settle different parts of the West. And the basin, he just never touched because it was good for, according to a scouting history of the area in 1861, I want to say, they said it's good for nothing but to hold the world together. And they just wanted to send native folks out there and to move all the people that were living on the Wasatch Front already to live in the basin so that Mormon settlers could have the good land that was already being occupied by you peoples. So that's a little bit of a sullied history. So white people didn't sullied, really... by the way. Sullied, thank you. Yeah. So white people didn't really go out there until... 1905, which is when Mighton hit its heyday. So 1905 was when the reservation was opened for homesteading by white settlers. So before that, from the 1860s up until 1905, the reservation was solely for Native peoples. And they moved different groups. I mean, Indian agents lived in Mighton, kind of in the same area, and they were in charge of teaching people how to hunt and fish, which is... and farm which they thought they needed to do really stupid really misguided um, and they brought different bands from different parts of the west to the Uinta Basin to live there but in 1905 so many people had died off and there was so much open land there that the legislature the U.S. legislature decided to open it up for homesteading for white settlers so 1905 was when Mighton kind of hit its heyday, but it was not known as Mighton before this. Um, it was called Bridge. That's right. Or Bridge City. Bridge City. Right here in Bridge City. And this is because <clears throat> back uh, in the late 1800s, um, there was a bridge that was built across the Duchesne River, which was used to transport um, supplies from the railroad and price up to Duchesne and Vernal. And into Heber and Salt Lake eventually. Yeah, and so it was... a it was a pretty uh, trafficked area because of that bridge, um, which gave it a lot of um, settlers going there. Yeah, it was kind of the only, and that's where like the Indian agents would live when they were administrating to the native peoples living on the reservation. So it was kind of a big deal, bridge, bridge city. That's right. And in 1903, this guy who was an Indian agent, oh, also Buffalo Soldiers. We should talk about the Buffalo Soldiers sometime because they lived... In Fort Duchesne, which is by Mighton. Oh, I just said it correctly. Mighton. What? <laughs> Call yourself. Buffalo soldier, soldiers lived in the area. We could. Oh man, we could talk a lot about the basin. I love. I love talking about the basin. Lots of people don't care, but it's my place. So, anyways, Buffalo soldiers were living there. Native peoples were living on the land, and Indian agents were administ administering. And in 1903, Mighton was actually the largest settlement in the basin, Stillbridge City at this time. But in 1905, this guy who was an Indian agent and government official and kind of, I kind of a ne'er-do-well from what I hear, H.P. Mighton decided... Whenever your name has two initials, your history's not going to smile. You know what I mean? H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, if it smiles, it's tongue-in-cheek. There's just ne'er-do-well, I think, is the... Oh, dude, there we go, right? There you go. <laughs> Controversial. Yeah, HP, I think it stood for like Howl something, which mm, I understand. Howl Powell. I, uh, Howl Powell. 
<laughs> which I, I get why he used initials because bad name. Um, but he, some, I think someone was going to name, they were going to name the city something else, but he became the postmaster and he just wrote his name on the application to the U.S. Postal Service and they named it Mighton after him. Yeah. He wasn't also, there very long. No, also long enough, interesting though. history yep. about this guy, which we should probably do more research on and I need to do more research on. In 1915, he was a cop in Salt Lake, and he killed a union worker. This is like the very beginning of unions and like the labor movement. And he killed a late a late um, a union worker, and it was all this uproar. But everyone was happy because he'd killed these communists, which yeah. is so sad. So labor history in Utah would be interesting as well. But Mighton was for all for. Mighton. <laughs> Mighton <laughs> was different from other parts of Utah because there was a pretty big non-Mormon population living there. So actually Mormons and Presbyterians worshipped at different times, but then after church, they'd all get together and have a little potluck. Cool. Which is really fun. I think that's a cool... If, if I can do a quick interjection here. Please. So for those listening, um, you're going to hear us use the term Mormons a lot, right? And this refers to... Um, a couple of things, right? So you, you think of Mormons, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And in recent years, there has been a push to, um, to have it uh, kind of members referred to as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But we're going to stick using historical kind of frameworks here with Mormons because Mormon studies, stuff like that. I mean, that's the academic way of going about it. It's a cultural term exactly. more than referring to the church now. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, by no means are we trying to offend or trying to um, push against, you know, what the members of the church have been or asked to be called. Um, just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody listening thinks that we're not on the up and up. Yes. That's thank great. you. I was going to mention that. Thanks, Jake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Utah history is uh, synonymous with Mormons. In many ways. Yeah. In many, many ways. Totally. So yeah, we're going to say Mormons. That's the cultural way to discuss people who were and are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or have been associated with them. So that's how we're going to do it. But there were some issues brewing, a brewing in Mighton, even though the Presbyterians and Mormons were friends and the saloons were hopping. The three-legged dog saloon is my favorite name that I've heard for a while of a saloon. We should call this the three-legged dog podcast. <laughs> Dude, not <laughs> Actually, bad. Actually, <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> Better than Places and Traces, probably. Um, so anyway, because Mighton was in a powerful position on the river, had a lot of influence, and they wanted to continue that influence, keep growing. But because it was less Mormon than other parts of Utah, there was, there was some pushback from powerful Mormon leaders, including a man named William H. Smart, who we will continue talking about in a minute. But in 1909, high floodwaters from, there was a lot of, all of the water in Utah comes from the mountains, and the Uinta Mountains are what feeds the Duchesne River. And there was a ton and ton of snow in, 19, in the sum, winter of 1909, and it totally flooded parts of Mighton and also created a new channel for the river. And so the bridge that had been so powerful and such an important part of Mighton's economy was totally just left high and dry. Hmm. So they're like, crap, we need to build <laughs> we another need bridge. <laughs> we need to build another bridge. So they lobbied Senator Reed Smoot, our hero, um, to build a new bridge so that Mighton could retain its power and influence. And this flood was just one of many... Um, 
odd occurrences that happened in Mighton, you know, which is, uh, which is what the Mighton curse refers to. I mean, it could refer to all these calamities that have happened. It's just a really interesting place with a lot of weird things that have happened to it. Oh yeah. I should have said that at the beginning. Maybe we can put this at the beginning. Well, what's funny is this note here in the notes. It says, <laughs> I just love this in all caps. It says things were looking up for Mighton comma, but then the curse, the curse. <laughs> That's oh, I love that. <laughs> but then the curse. And it's really interesting. I mean, uh, some people don't believe in black magic or voodoo stuff, but it, I mean, there's a lot of patterns that have, that have happened in this place. Do you believe in Mormon curses? Do you believe Mormon, do you believe Mormon stake presidents can curse a town? I, I had never thought it to be honest. This is, <laughs> I've never been asked that before, <laughs> but you know, um, it's <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Think shoot. About it, now I need to think about it. <laughs> I mean, if, if you know anything about early Mormon history, it's that a lot of the men in power, um, said a lot of bold things. Current this Mormon is, history as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> cultural shifts. And so a, a Mormon state president going somewhere and cursing something probably wasn't too uncommon. Um, I, I don't know for Maybe. sure, but it's could be Brigham Young was known to say a lot of bold things. Um, so it's just, it's interesting. It's Without interesting. a doubt, we'll hit on more of that as our episodes continue. Yes, That's right. we will definitely delve into that history. Maybe we should, maybe we should start with have you ever thought that a Mormon stake president could curse a town? Is that our, is that our tagline now? <laughs> we could do that at the end. I don't know. No. Okay. Okay. Getting Whatever. back to Mighton's right. curse. Anyway, mine curse. Things were looking up for Mighton, comma, but then the curse. So this dichotomy between Mormons and non-Mormons in the town caused a little bit of friction and probably and caused, quote unquote, this curse that we're going to talk about. So... There's a couple different legends and stories about this curse and a couple different origins. So I don't know which one you believe. Maybe we can vote at the end and see which one we believe is the most believable. But there's a few things that are consistent throughout the three versions of the curse. One, that William H. Smart, the stake president of the Uinta Stake, cursed Mighton to doom. Um, and there was always jackrabbits and tumbleweeds and weeds growing out of the cracks of the city mentioned in this curse. So there's different versions of the quote. One, you will see the day when nothing but jackrabbits and tumbleweeds will be seen on the main streets of Mighton. This is the city website. Version two, you'll see the day when jackrabbits and tumbleweeds will be the only things rolling down Mighton's main streets. I kind of like that one. I like the rolling. And then the history of Duchesne County, which I think is the most reliable source, quotes President Smart as saying, if you do not allow us to buy into your town, that's... I guess that's the curse. Mm -hmm. You will see the day when only jackrabbits and tumbleweeds will inhabit your main street. That sounds about right. Do you think that that's the correct. most legit? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, the precursor to this was um, the Mormon church, um, including uh, William H. Smart. They were in negotiations with the town to buy uh, shares in the bank of Mighton. In the bank of Mighton. Yeah. And the town council, and the town council was not happy with that. They didn't but. want it. They didn't want it happening. They just didn't want anything to do with Mormons. And so they kept rejecting them over and over. And according to the uh, myth, William H. Smart, you know, um, rumbles out of a meeting and says, if you don't allow us to buy into your town, you will see the day when only jackrabbits and tumbleweeds will inhabit your main streets. Boom. Man. And that's what people claim as the curse to be. But that is not the only thing. That is not the only curse that I've heard. There are other reasons that William H. Smart supposedly cursed Mighton. The other two reasons is because President Smart had to stick up its butt, his butt. 
But he was mad. There's one, the other story is that he was mad at church members for supporting the saloons and other economic, economically important businesses in the town. And for those who don't know, Mormons are notorious teetotalers and do not drink alcohol or try to avoid other forms of vice that are found in saloons. And so William H. Smart was mad at the members for supporting the saloons. So he cursed, he, the other stories that he cursed the town because of that. And then one more story um, during a meeting, proposing a new chapel to be built in my inn, a mob was shouting at him that they would tar and feather him and run it out of ta- run him out of town on a rail, which is really scary. So he cursed the town for people who were making fun of him. So yeah. I don't know which which version do you believe? Which story do you believe? I don't know. The I, I mean the, the bank story. I think the bank yeah. story <laughs> sounds legit. pretty accurate, and it's in the it's in Duchesne's history uh, history books, which is cool. Yes, that. We we should probably list our sources somewhere, but we the history of Duchesne a history of Duchesne County, which was created in 1996 by the Utah Historical Society. They did every county has its own history, which is great. Yeah. The Duchesne County one is probably the best one I've read. Sorry, you went to county not very good. So, anyways, this curse really did apparently affect mighton and mighton never became as powerful and strong as it had been in, in the past so yeah what's really interesting is after this um occurrence of the so-called curse um just a lot of kind of uh super not supernatural i was gonna say um <laughs> some calamities happened some crazy things and um, starting with starting with mighton didn't get the county seat when they were creating duchene county man i know everyone in mighton voted for it but bigger towns like Roosevelt and Duchesne voted for their own towns and Duchesne, the city actually won the county seat. That's right. Mighton's population was significantly higher than all the other towns around uh, the area, but they didn't get it. Nope. They lost the county seat. It was a a close call. So that was the first thing. 1914, they lost the county seat. In 1915, a huge fire tore down Main Street. It started in a saloon, so maybe William H. Smart was was onto something. Hmm. Hmm. And then multiple fires. Oh, before that, 1916, the Masons showed up and started Uh-oh. meeting in the bank. And Mormons were freaked out, and they took all their shares out of the bank. And so the bank collapsed in 1916, making my lose its influence and power. So that was another calamity. And then multiple fires actually after... In 1925 and 1930, just destroyed Mighton and kept it from becoming a power ever again. So, there's the Mighton curse. I so, don't know if I believe it, but yeah, I mean, it just—it's an interesting uh, timeline of events. This guy gets angry, coincidence? curses the town. I think not. Definite misfortune. Definite curse misfortune, right? Yeah, the timing is just days. impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's the Mighton Curse. And, and today it's still really small and it's kind of sad to drive through. But if you're on your way to Vernal or Roosevelt or going to Colorado from Salt Lake on Highway 40, you can go through it and take a picture at the phony looking fo- Fort Mighton thing. And there's also a really good gas station that sells buffalo jerky. So well, there you go. If for need. no other reason, you know. 
Um, you'll probably have heard that I did not contribute a ton vocally here. Um, and this is just because uh, our other two folks, Casey and Isaac, are the experts. And that's what we try and do here. We try and, you know, let the experts talk and uh, the rest of us just learn and listen. And I'm pretty grateful for that. So thank that's you for right. the excellent historical outline of Mighton. Thank, you for, Mighton, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for contributing. Yeah. And we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>